Hey besties, what is up? How are you? I'm not going to give you a life update today because this whole episode is tied into a lot of things that I've been experiencing personally. So the whole thing is also catching you up with where I'm at and how I've been feeling recently. And I think many of you are also experiencing the same thing. Maybe. Or maybe I'm totally disconnected from reality and no one will relate to it. But that's always a possibility. And it is what it is. (laughs) I know for a fact that if you have been on social media at all in the past four weeks, you have been exposed to multiple fitness or health transformation videos. (laughs) That sounds, sounds like that commercial says, oh, if you've taken this drug in the past three years, you're entitled for compensation. We're, we are entitled for compensation. We are. <laughs> Social media needs to give me a fat payout because of the shit it puts me through. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love social media, but it does, it does kind of suck. It kind of blows sometimes and that's okay. And I think that we just need to talk about it and we need to support each other. But we have all seen posts recently that have maybe made you question many things about yourself, your own fitness journey, and probably many other things as well. I actually see a lot of videos from women and young girls expressing how frustrated they are because of these kinds of videos and how it makes them feel as though they are doing something wrong because they aren't seeing the same results as somebody else. And they are just seeing so much content telling them to take certain supplements, lift weights, don't lift weights, do cardio, don't do cardio. This is what works for me. All the claims that, oh, I was having so much trouble losing weight and then I started doing this one thing and now I'm the fittest I've ever been. I know you know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's extremely fucking convincing. And let me tell you, Even after being a certified personal trainer for nine years, guys, nine years, and being confident in how I work out and eat and look and live my life, some of these videos, man, shit, they even get to me. And if that shit is getting to me, I can't even imagine the devastating effect that it's going to have on all of you and so many other people in the world. I always try to keep up with trends and keep my eyes and ears on what other people are doing. One, because a lot of it does inspire me to be a better creator. I think there's a lot that I can learn from it. And maybe they, maybe another creator is doing something or has a style of communication that resonates really well with a lot of people or maybe even a fitness tip I've never even heard of, but I'm open to learning about. And I want to stay up to date with what you guys are thinking and seeing so I can help you all and stay in the loop. But when does it become too much? For me, I know it's too much when I start feeling bad about myself because I'm seeing so many people that are way fitter than I am. And then also seeing all of the other people that follow and love them because of that. And that's totally fair. This isn't I don't care about followers. That's not the game to me because I know that I'm successful at what I do and how I've been doing it and my approach to fitness. So what I'm saying is that it's all very fascinating to me to see other trainers or fitness influencers that in my perception are doing, quote, better than me, which I know, I know this doesn't even sound like me talking, right? Because usually I'm like, fuck that. 
who cares about that? Do your own thing. This story. I'm going to I'm going to get there. But this is how that kind of stuff makes it makes me feel it. That's how it makes me feel. That's how it makes you feel. And I've I've had many conversations with my clients recently and they are feeling the exact same thing. And I can only imagine on to what scale because I do have the experience. I do have the education like I do have. This is what I do for my life. This is how I make a living. This is how I survive and how I love to help people and educate people but I still go through phases where I feel more insecure than others and I know for a fucking stone cold fact it is because of what I'm consuming through social media I know there was a quote on social media (laughs) that said we were never meant to see this many beautiful and successful people in our lives We were never meant to see it, but we are constantly being exposed to it. And it's crazy. It's it's destroying a lot of our own self-worth. And I know just because somebody else is doing well doesn't make me any worse or anything. But it does come down to these people inspire you in a way. So I am inspired by other women. I am inspired by other people and creators that are doing really, really great things and making hilarious fucking shit that I want to do. So I look up to them in a way. But when you're when it becomes too much and you are maybe in that phase where you are feeling insecure, it's it can be a little debilitating. It can be kind of it can be really frustrating and it can put you down that social media hole of shittiness and I get there we all get there I think every influencer social media person that you've ever seen has had to come forward with some sort of statement saying hey guys this is really fucking bad for my mental health I need a break we've every single every single fucking one every single one okay we all know social media is this animal and it's not gonna stop And if you let it trample you, it fucking will. See, I told you this was getting personal. And I want you all to hear this because I know you can all relate. And I want you to realize that no one is immune to this sort of thing. You've also never had an original thought ever, which means what you're thinking and feeling right now, so many other people are too. You're never alone. So we are going to work through this shit together in this episode because we need to be reminded of what is really important and why we can all feel like this in our fitness journey no matter how educated or experienced we are. I'm going to start by giving you a little insight on why this is all seeming so overwhelming right now. It's supposed to. This is actually a trend that is designed to make you feel like this and I will tell you why. Number one, this kind of content gets heavily pushed this time of year. You know, right before summer, right before the very season that women have been taught to feel the most excited about yet completely dread at the same time because we feel as though our bodies are about to be put on display. Whether that's at the beach or social gatherings, weddings, it's the time of year where there's a lot of things going on And there's a lot of opportunity to feel pressured to have a very specific body type and look a certain way. And I want to be clear, I don't support that kind of message, but 
I feel like it's just something that has to be said because it's something that's been ingrained in our brains. So number two, it all follows the similar format. There's a before and an after, lots of body checking, typically a dramatic transformation that supposedly happened in only a few months, maybe three or four months. Now, one thing I learned about social media is that if it causes you to have a strong emotional reaction, whether it's a good one or a bad one, question that shit. I think I learned this in school. I learned this through, I don't remember where where I learned this, but I did learn this. It might all be real. I'm not discrediting anybody's progress or anything like that. But if you are feeling a strong emotional reaction to a to a piece of content, there is a reason. And it is designed to make you feel like that and create a reaction. Number three, if it seems too good to be true, it usually is. My sister said this to me right before I moved in with my ex. And I should have listened to her. (laughs) But You're going to believe what you want to believe because there's also this little thing called confirmation bias where you will choose to only see and engage with the things that support your idea, your thoughts, and your feelings about a specific topic. It's just like selective hearing. You only hear what you want to hear and you only see what you want to see because you want it to work for you so badly, you're willing to ignore the red flags just like you did with your ex. All right, but it's all good, my sweet, beautiful angels. This is how we learn. I didn't know what a red flag was until I experienced it. And these are some of the fitness red flags that we just have to be aware of. So we don't feel as though we have to drastically change ourselves in a matter of months or just completely give up. This is all a big marketing tactic. And it's one of the most effective and powerful ones no matter what industry you're in. I've used it before in my content, and I'll do it again, but there's a line. (laughs) For example, I typically use it to educate you all about something you probably didn't know about fitness. I just made a video that went viral, and all it said was, when I learned that having visible abs comes from having a low body fat percentage and not from ab workouts. And everyone lost their damn mind over this post, but... They were supposed to. It was supposed to make everybody question why we all thought that doing ab workouts would give us visible abs when in reality, it's impossible to see your abdominal muscles through layers of fat, which is also why you might be doing ab workouts to get abs instead of what you should be focusing on, which would be fat loss if that was the case for you. And this is something that I believed for Many years of my fitness journey, I thought that if I built muscle in my, in my abs, in my abdominals, that muscle would directly burn the fat in my stomach. And that is how a lot of things are presented to us about. And it's just, it's misinformation. Now, you should do ab workouts anyways, because you do want to build up that muscle in the area. And more importantly, keep it strong so you can keep progressing with your other lifts or other types of movements. But this kind of tactic can be used in many ways. And it's not all bad ways. I was able to educate hundreds of thousands of fucking people about the purpose and effectiveness of ab workouts in relation to what your goal actually is 
which hopefully motivated them to ask more questions. And they did. I got a lot of really good questions and I was able to help bring people one step further and one one step closer to hopefully getting to their goals and gain a better understanding about a very common fitness misconception that doing ab workouts will result in visible abs, which you all know, at least now you know, <laughs> is untrue. But this is this is what I do. I know all the back ends of all of this stuff. I know how people market. I know how people push products. I know I know how everything's done. And there really is no moral structure because everybody has a right to make the decisions for themselves. This overwhelming sensation that this kind of advertisement and content creates can feel earth shattering. It might make you feel like everything you've been doing so far on your fitness journey has been wrong. And although that is a possibility just because of the amount of misinformation that is circulating social media constantly, it's still a part of your journey. You have to fuck this up. I want you to fuck this up. You have to fuck it up before you get it right. That's how we learn. You can hear, don't touch the hot stove a million times, but odds are you're not going to really understand how damn hot the stove is until you accidentally touch it. I'm going to give you a little insight and teach you why you shouldn't give a flying fuck about posts like this. Because it has nothing to do with you. I want you to repeat this every time you see a transformation post of someone else who made progress doing XYZ. It has nothing to do with you. So if you're saying that to yourself, this has nothing to do with me. Because even if you did the exact same thing and ate the exact same way as the person in that transformation video, your results would still be different. You are two totally different people, which means your bodies are not going to react the same to the same program. Okay? Is there a generalized blueprint to fitness and nutrition that does work for everybody based on the fact that we are all human beings and there are scientific rules of the body and how things work? Yes, absolutely. But, and this is a big old but, even then, your results will be different or happen at different at a different pace than other people's based on genetics, hormones, medication, conditions, even mentality, stress, sleep, growing up, family dynamics, Literally everything that goes on in your life alters how you should be approaching your fitness journey, which is why all my clients have customized programs. They have their own programs. They make progress at their own pace. They make their own mistakes. They have their own systems in place that we work together on to keep fitness as a foundational part of their lifestyle and not something that they go balls to the wall with for three months out of the year right before summer and then give up because they don't actually have a structure that's manageable for them long term. Many of the transformations I've seen pop up are about three to four months long, and it's these girls that have typically been training for bikini competition. I just posted about this as well, but if you know anything about bikini or physique competitions, it's that they are not real life. The results that these individuals get do not last longer than one day to two weeks per year or per competition season. And any educated bodybuilder or physique competitor will tell you that it is unsustainable, as well as 
kind of terrible for your body to maintain, especially if you're trying to maintain a low body fat percentage. And with that kind of training and nutrition regimen, that is so intense. It's not real life. These people choose to do those competitions as either a hobby or to give themselves a challenge or to push themselves. It's a competition. It's almost the same as deciding to run a marathon one day or a strength competition. It's pushing your body to some sort of limit. Sometimes they do it as their job. I know they get money for winning and stuff, but it's just, it's not realistic if that is not your specific goal. You have no business doing that type of training and trying to get to that type of body type if you're not actually about to step on stage. Genetically, some people can naturally maintain a lower body fat percentage and higher muscle mass and just need to maintain it. But if you are not planning on stepping on stage for a bodybuilding or bikini competition and that's your thing, you have no business trying to train and eat like somebody who is just to burn out after three months and then have to deal with the recoil, which I'm going to say is much worse Because not only will you feel like you have to go to the extremes every time to get a result, your body will start rubber banding in response to everything that it's been through. And I know I've explained the theory of rubber banding. So if you pull a rubber band too hard in one direction, it goes when it goes back on the other direction, when it snaps, it goes even further. Okay, so however far you're pulling this rubber band before you let go of it, it's going to reach the other side a little further. Another type of content that I'm seeing is women saying that they switched from lifting weights all the time and never seeing results, and then they only started doing cardio and yoga and then got these insane results. They're much leaner and slimmer. We get their, you know, the before and afters. They look great. It's crazy. Okay, let's break this down because these kinds of posts confuse a lot of people for a lot of reasons. That is not the intention of the creator at all, but I just want to go through it in case you see anything like this in the future or if you already have. First of all, I want to say if you enjoy doing cardio and yoga more than weightlifting, hell yeah, I support that 1 billion percent. No one has to lift weights or do anything they don't enjoy doing because then it won't be sustainable for them. But the ironic thing about a post like that is that the reason cardio and yoga landed her that specific result is actually because she was previously lifting weights. So she had muscle already built up before switching up the routine. And also you have to think about the variables. Okay, how was this person working out when they were weightlifting? How consistent were they? What kind of workouts were they doing? Did they even incorporate progressive overload? And how were they eating as well? Because if they switched from overexerting themselves in the gym six times a week, loading up on supplements, protein bars, and processed foods, and really trying to embody the fitness junkie lifestyle, that shit is hard on anyone's body. So going from that extreme to doing types of exercises that weren't as intense and maybe easier to follow and then maybe also changing their nutrition as well, yeah, you're going to see some sort of change. But, I'm sorry, there has to be a but. That style of training will only work for so long. Unless you're continuing to use progressive overload and practice yoga, which is a form of strength training, by the way. And yoga, 
has progressive overload in it. Typically, you're trying to achieve new poses, be able to gain more flexibility. Like all of those are a progression of movement, which can be progressive overload, especially in the strength training aspect. But what might happen is that you start to lose the muscle that you had gained from weightlifting previously. And those kinds of exercises aren't going to seem to work anymore for you. And then you're right back in the same boat. What am I doing wrong? Like I said, if that's the type of exercise that you love and it feeds your soul, makes you jump out of bed in the morning, then yes, you're right and you are not doing anything wrong because that is what you need to be doing in this moment. That is exactly the type of workouts and form of exercising that you should be prioritizing. But if down the road you start to see a decline in performance and ability to maintain those results, this is why. Our body is always adapting. So this is why we need progressive overload. And if you want to hear more about progressive overload, check out my other podcast called What the Fuck is Progressive Overload? Um, It explains everything. So our body is always adapting to things. So if we are doing something that isn't challenging us, we're not going to continue to see results depending on what on what you want. When you're trying to maintain and all of that, that's fine. But if you're constantly trying to, if you're seeking out results, then you need to make sure that you are incorporating progressive overload in some sort of way, regardless if it's yoga, cardio, whatever, whatever you're doing. Okay. You just got to make sure that you have that little nugget of progressive overload so you can actually see some results. Now I want to talk about program hopping because it's very similar to what I was talking about, what was happening in those posts. It's a very common fitness phenomenon and is guaranteed to keep you from seeing results and getting to your goals. Sometimes you can still see results from it, as I had just given that example of somebody who went from weightlifting, building up muscle, and then switched to a different style that they felt was better for their body and was able to see those specific results that they wanted. It can do that. However, program hopping is a little bit different. So program hopping looks like this. Okay, let's say I want to build a booty. I start doing a program that has me eating in a surplus and doing three leg days per week with a lot of progressive overload and nutrition that is designed to build up that muscle. I start doing that for a few months, but realize as a part of being in a surplus, I've been gaining a little bit of fat in in some areas of my body that are not just my butt, which is what will happen, guys. Like that's supposed to happen. It's, It's part of the process. But summer is right around the corner and I see all these girls online with their popping abs and their bikini and their, you know, slim thickness, their hourglass, whatever, you know, the social media, whatever, whatever it is. I want to get that. I want a flatter stomach. Well, in order to have visible abs, I do need to have a lower body fat percentage, which which means that I would need then need to be eating in a slight calorie deficit and dividing up my training a little bit differently as well because in the moment in this program my goal is not fat loss so I hopped from one program to the other after a short amount of time which didn't even allow me to see the full benefits of my original program and trust me besties it goes back and forth which is a big reason why it feels like you've been working out consistently for months to years, but because you were trying to hit two different goals at the same time, 
you ended up not making much progress in either one because you didn't you didn't follow through on on either one. You kind of you stopped them short and you're thinking, well, as long as I'm moving, as long as I'm doing X, Y, Z, I'm still going to get the same results. It doesn't it really doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Committing to one goal at a time is the best fucking thing you'll ever do for yourself in fitness and just trusting the process. If you want to build a booty, you have to you may have to be in a surplus, either at maintenance or a surplus. You might gain a little fat in other areas of your body. You got to be cool with it. You, you have to. Otherwise, it's just not it's not going to happen the way that you think it will. And seeing videos of people who genetically already have that kind of body type, it's, again, it has nothing to do with you. <laughs> and we all know now that visual results should not be the only goal of your fitness journey because it is not a good measure of if what you're doing is right for you or not. There is no diet that has sufficient evidence to prove that it works long term or over two years. None. There is no proof. Any quote diet, unquote, geared towards weight loss that involves cutting out foods, eating at certain times of the day, taking shakes, meal replacements, like any any diet, any fad diet, anything that isn't just a general calorie deficit is is not it it does not work and that's why it keeps you in that diet cycle and the intensive workout plan because technically if you do exactly what the diet says it will work but the problem is it doesn't work for very long because it's unrealistic and it's unmaintainable so when you gauge all of your progress on what your body looks like and hang on to those visual results, you're going to be more likely to fall into those cycles and start glorifying those methods, therefore constantly revisiting them every time you fail, even though they are the very reason that you are failing so often and so devastatingly. The majority of my clients are women that have come from these kinds of cycles. They have come from the hardcore workout and diet plan pipeline and have tried every diet, every workout guide, YouTube videos, even trainers, classes. They've tried everything under the sun and are just so fucking over it because they've realized that they are just going in circles. Maybe it's only been a year. Some people have been doing this for over 20 years. Diet culture has been alive and well for a long, long time. And aside from the workouts and nutritional guidance that I do with my clients, a lot of, a lot of what I do is helping them retrain their brains so they can move forward with fitness in a positive, healthy, and realistic way. I always joke around in my posts about how fixing your relationship with food, exercise, and your body has to be a part of your fitness journey if you want to break out of those cycles that are the reason why you haven't seen much progress over the past however long you've been trying it for. Or if you have seen progress from doing those intense things, you know that it doesn't stick around for very long and you know you end up getting frustrated or even sick or whatever. You fall off the wagon in some way, in a really big way. Your fitness journey is only as healthy as your mindset. And I promise you that you are going to be much happier, much healthier, and much more successful long term 
if you just take a step back and put more effort into learning the skills, knowledge, and everyday habits it takes to get to your goals instead of jumping into another unsustainable program because you realized it's going to be summer in a few months and you want to drastically change your body for whatever reason. Sometimes, (laughs) sometimes I just wish I could ban you all from having a fitness goal that has a timeline of less than one year. If you went into your fitness journey with the only goal of being as consistent as possible with food and working out for an entire year, oh my god, your life would change. And if a part of that consistency was based off of a manageable workout plan with progressive overload and a nutrition plan that allowed you to stay balanced while being in alignment with your overall goal, she give yourself a year to just do that, learn as much as possible, build those skills. Wow. I swear your entire life would be so different instead of deciding to go hard for the next two to three months. We cannot keep doing this stuff and we cannot keep letting social media or fads or trends or media, magazine, whatever, wherever it is, we cannot let this keep getting to us in the way that it does because it's the very reason we are not there yet. We cannot keep, we're, we're not doing it again, all right? If you are thinking about doing it, don't. We're not doing it again. I think that's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. I know Einstein said that. I don't usually quote old straight white men, but it's Einstein. I'll let him have this one. Just do me a favor and don't let the internet rush you. Every decision I've ever made out of haste and insecurity was a bad fucking decision. And what you're experiencing now is the same exact thing. It's the same cycle that kept me from finding balance and success in my fitness journey for the first six years of my fitness journey. Now, I am going to leave you with a little list that I want you to put in your notes app right now so you can reread it whenever you're feeling confused, rushed, stressed, frustrated about your fitness journey because of something that you saw on social media. These are going to be some questions I want you to ask yourself. Question number one, why am I feeling like this? Or what has triggered me to feel like this? Number two, what is my actual goal? Three, what have I been doing consistently for the last six months in order to reach that goal that I feel is not working for me? Number four, do I have a legitimate plan that will get me to that goal? Number five, is this plan manageable for me to do right now in this moment? Not when the stars are aligned in this moment right now. Number six, is this plan sustainable for me long term? Number seven, (laughs) what about this plan scientifically and factually works? We have to fact check everything, guys. Number eight, 
will this plan help me with my relationship with food, my body, and exercise? Number nine, is the source of this plan designed by somebody that I trust and align with? Number 10, will this plan teach me balance and allow me to live my best motherfucking life because I deserve to experience and enjoy all aspects of my being while I'm on my fitness journey. Okay? It's a long list. I don't think I was originally expecting it to be that long, but I'm not regretting it. I want you to ask so many questions because that is how you're going to learn. I want you to understand exactly what you're thinking, why you're feeling things, why you choose exercises, why you choose to eat certain foods. I want you to question everything about this because this is going to be your lifestyle. We are going to be doing this for the rest of our lives because we want it to be sustainable. We want our goals to be manageable and we want it to be a positive part of our lives And by letting the internet rush us is going to fuck it up. (laughs) And it's okay to fuck it up. But you don't want to keep doing the same thing, expecting a different result. Because if doing it that way worked, it would have worked for you by now. I love you all so, so much. I am so grateful that you are here. Thank you for listening. I hope this helps you in some way, shape, or form. And I want you to have the best fucking fitness journey ever in 2022. Hope you all have a great week. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.